0: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hi, this is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9, Hanging with the Anteaters. Hello, everyone. How's it going?
1: Hey.
0: Good. Good. Just a sec here. Let me put on some music, uh, get some ambience going. Hang on a sec. There you go. All right, everyone here might have some stragglers, but that's okay. Well, I want to thank you guys for being here tonight. Nice to see your faces, virtually, anyhow. Anyhow, you all know me. I'm Kevin Stockdale, station manager. I want to welcome you to our annual KUCI Christmas party. I know it doesn't really look like what any of us are used to, but we'll make the best of it. Anyway, you guys can hop on into breakout rooms at any time, so you can all mingle amongst yourselves. Have fun, people!
2: Hey, Glenn, you want to hop into a
3: breakout room? Sure. How's it going, man? Oh, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Just doing my best
1: to socially distance and whatnot, but it's tough, you know? Oh, I know.
3: Yeah, I mean, granted, I probably go to the grocery store a little too much. Definitely more than I did in the, uh, before times. Also, go to Target every now and then. You know how it is. I get it. Any semblance of normalcy is something we're all clamoring for these days. And Loman's, and Abercrombie and Fitch, and the MGM Grand in Vegas, and Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida, and the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation at the White House Rose Garden, David Perdue, Kelly Leftler rally in Georgia last week, the Shady Knolls Retirement Community. Uh, just this morning, actually. Uh, let's see where else. Oh, Shady Knolls Retirement Community.
2: You have family there, I take it. No. Let's change the subject. Uh, Anyhow, you know what Paxton's up to? He said he was going to be here tonight.
1: (sighs) Paxton,
3: why are you still co-hosting with that clown anyway? You two have beef again? (laughs) Do we have beef? You tell me, Justin. As you'll recall, I was a regular on his old show, Half Past Five. When that show ended and you guys started your own little thing, he left me high and dry. So I left my life and radio behind. I established a new life for myself in rural España, I ran a farm, I started a family, I settled down. Then Paxton tracked me down last summer. He promised to bring me back to radio to reinvigorate my career on your guys' show. Since then, he hasn't given me a single opportunity to speak on air for so much as a nanosecond. Paxton destroyed my career, fractured my family irreparably, made me a wanted felon in the EU, and then destroyed my career yet again. So yeah, Justin, we have beef.
2: Well, I'm sorry to hear that. If it were up to me, we'd have you on every episode. But in Paxton's defense, he's a busy man and you're a fictional character. He doesn't have time to write and voice you every single week.
3: Nice fourth wall break, but that's no excuse. Every week, perfectly acceptable. I get it, we all have our own stuff going on. But it's been months now, Justin, At some point, the operative word stops being busy and becomes lazy. Fair enough, but uh, hey,
2: it looks like someone's joining our breakout room, and it looks like their name's Roy. Roy? Do we have a Roy at the station?
3: Hey guys, it's me. Paxton, good to see you. Gotta ask though, what's with the Roy handle? I found Roy Horn, you know, from Siegfried and Roy's uh, Facebook login information, and I thought it would be funny to start posting statuses as him stuck in a tiger's stomach. I even started a GoFundMe for medical expenses. (laughs) Outdated and tasteless. Oh, you bet. Anyway, now my Zoom account is linked to his Facebook and I can't figure out a way to undo it. Eh, Regardless, how are you guys doing? Great, until you showed up. Oh, come on, Glenn. You know I still consider you my friend. I just don't have the time to... Wait, it looks like Kevin's booting us from the breakout room.
2: Why would he do that? What's going on here? Who are those scary-looking Aryan dudes that just logged on? I don't recognize them from the station.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen... Due to KUCI's domination of the airwaves in the Greater Irvine region of California, they're about to be taught a lesson in the real abuse of power. You will be witnesses. Oh, screw this. I'm turning my camera off. My name is Fritz Hyman. It's nice to meet you all. Now, where is Mr. Stockdale? Kevin Stockdale. 37-year veteran of KUCI, studied Biological Sciences at the University of California, Irvine, 1988, Broadcast Media Coordinator of KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Enough. And father of two. I'm Kevin. How do you do? It's a pleasure to meet you. You, me, breakout room, now. Alright, you got me. Now what do you want? Nice shirt. Slayer Tour, 1986. I have two myself. Oh, looks like someone else has joined us. I don't believe I've had the pleasure of making your acquaintance, Mr. Roy. Roy? Psst! Kevin, it's me. Pax? Shh. Mr. Stockdale, you're the admin of this Zoom call, correct? Root this eavesdropper from the breakout room now.
0: Bad chance.
1: No matter. We shall deal with your friends soon enough. And when Don Imus saw the breadth of his domain, he wept, for there were no more airwaves left to conquer. Benefits of a broadcasting degree. Now Kevin, my associate Heinrich here, has questions for you. Sort of fill-in-the-blanks questions, actually. Now, Mr. Stockton,
3: we seek to hijack your station signal. We've tried everything, but your airwaves are locked down quite tight. Impressive, I must say.
0: We here at KUCI pride ourselves on
3: our robust security measures. However, my colleague and I are not ones to take no for an answer. You're going to have to give us access yourself. Are you crazy? Even if I
0: wanted to do that, I can't just hand over communication privileges to you. That's beyond even my power.
1: Mr. Stockdale, I grow tired of playing games. Now we can do this the easy way or the hard way. What's the hard way? We access your bank information and leak it to the general public via the dark web.
0: Wait, you can gain control of my bank account, but not a
1: Zoom meeting? Cybersecurity is a fickle thing, Mr. Stockdale. Now tell me, how do we gain control of your airwaves? What do you even need control of the airwaves for? Mr. Stockdale, our intentions are none of your concern. I'll ask once more. How do we usurp the 88.9 FM signal in the Greater Irvine region?
0: It's entirely reliant on FCC regulation. Unless we air ads, swear repeatedly on the air, or go silent for an extended period of time, the FCC won't shut us down. And even if they do, there's no guarantee they grant you access to the signal. Besides, my DJs are too dedicated to their work. They'll never give in to your demands and sabotage the station. I'm going to give you until the count of three. One. Two. I'm telling you, this isn't up to me. You're barking up the wrong tree, pal. I swear, you'll just have to leak my information. Okay. It's done. Ugh. Well, now, I gotta go call Wells Fargo, I guess. Hey, Roy, I'm making you admin. Think you can handle it?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Logging out.
1: Well, Roy, looks like the power is in your hands now. Take us back to the main room. Now. I'll boot you back to the main room while I have a little
3: chat with your friend here. How's that sound, Fritz? Wait, don't you do- Well, Heinrich? That is your name, isn't it, Heinrich? A pleasure to make your acquaintance. And your name? Your real name, I mean? Ah, 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 not so fast. Remember, I'm the admin. I have booting privileges. Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, I would. Now hold on, just a sec- si-
1: See you later, heinie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have some bad news. We wanted this to be professional, efficient, cooperative, adult. Alas, your Mr. Stockdale did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of this call. Ah, Mr. Roy, you're back. Wait, where's Heinrich? Looks like he typed something into the group chat. What did he say? Now I've booted Heinrich. Ho, ho, ho. One down, Fritz. One to go. I've got good
2: news, Roy. I've contacted the NSA. They're going to be logging on in just a minute.
1: The NSA? It's fine. I planned for this. Roy, I'm going to present you with an ultimatum. Either you give yourself up now... ...or I start leaking your colleagues' personal information online, just like I did Kevin. Do you really want that blood on your hands? Roy, you've gone dark.
3: National Security Agency, this is Earl. How can I help you?
2: Uh, Hey, Earl. Looks like our online Christmas party got crashed by cyber terrorists. Any chance you can help us out here? Sure. What seems to be the problem?
3: Why don't you join me in a breakout room, Earl? I can explain everything.
1: Where do you think you're going, Roy? Yippee-ki-yay, Good lord, this man has become a real thorn in my side, hasn't he?
3: Dang it, what does Paxton think he's doing? He's gonna screw this whole thing up! Probably,
1: but give him a fair shake. Oh, forget that. Hey, Fritz! Spreckency talk, huh? Glenn, what are you doing? What do you want?
3: It's not what I want, it's what I can give you. Look, let's be straight, alright? It's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck in here to snatch some bank information, am I right?
1: You're very perceptive.
3: Eh, I saw hackers. Look, I say to myself, these guys are professional. They're motivated, they're happening, i.e. they want something, huh? Now personally, I couldn't care less about your vendetta with terrestrial radio. Maybe you lost a contest, maybe you got crank-called by a morning show, it's none of my business.
1: You're amazing, you figured this all out already. Hey, business is business.
3: You use the keyboard, I use the microphone. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here on a hostile takeover, you grab us for some green meal, but you didn't expect some poison
1: pill was going to be screwing up your plans. Am I right? Fritz. Booby I'm your white knight. I must not have seen hackers. What are you saying? The guy in the breakout room is screwing things up? Huh? I can give them to you.
3: All right, Roy, it's just you and me now. Can you turn on your camera? Oh, yeah, hang on a sec. I... Wait, where are you? It looks like you're calling from an air duct. Yeah, I forgot to pay my internet bills this month, so Frontier canceled my service. I can access my upstairs neighbor's Wi-Fi from in here, though. Wow, really just shoehorned the references in at this point, aren't you? Look, I I got in over my head with this sketch, okay? Let's just hurry along so we can wrap this thing up already, shall we? Okay, sure. Anyway, what seems to be the problem today? Well, you know, like Justin said, we got a whole terrorist thing going on in our Zoom meeting, and, well, we need you to deal with it. Okay, that's no problem, sir. We can help with that. Now, if you don't mind answering a brief survey, it can help me get a better assessment of the situation. Now, on a scale of 1 to 5, how scary would you say this terrorist is? 1 being not scary at all, 5 being very scary. Uh, I guess 4. Okay. Now, if this terrorist were taking you hostage in person, how worried would you be that they'd cause you bodily harm? One being not worried at all, five being very worried. Um, three... Hey, wait a second. This doesn't seem like useful information at all. People's personal information is on the line here, Earl. Why are you being so bureaucratic about this? Look, I've got something of a sort in past. You wouldn't want to hear about it. Try me. I deleted a kid's Roblox account. Excuse me? Uh, The higher-ups had me working a double, it was late, I was tired, I misread Roblox's Silk Road. Heck, it sounded close enough. Those two things don't sound even remotely similar. Look, the point is, ever since then, I've been exceptionally careful about my job. I get it. Sorry, I didn't mean to touch a nerve there. Amen. How could you, though? Anyway, next question. Let's say this terrorist claimed he successfully leaked your information. How likely would you be to believe him simply based on his word? One being not very likely- Hang on, Justin's texting me. He says Fritz wants to see me back in the main room.
1: What do you want, Fritz? Hello, Roy. Or should I say, Paxton Wright? I have someone who wants to talk to you. A very special friend who was with you at the party tonight.
3: Hey, Paxi
1: boy. Glenn?
3: Yeah, now listen, Paxton, Fritz has given me a few minutes to try and talk some sense into you. I know you think you're helping, and I can appreciate that, but you're just dragging this thing out. Now look, no one gets out of here until this guy can get things squared away with the NSA, and that just ain't gonna happen until you stop messing up the works, capiche? Glenn, what have you told them? I told him we were old friends and I just wanted him to leave you alone. Glenn, you shouldn't be doing this.
1: (laughs) Tell me about it.
3: All right, Paxton, listen, he wants you to give him admin access. He knows the NSA is here, he wants admin access, or he's gonna leak my information. Hey, Paxton, I think you can get with the program a little, huh? The NSA is here now, it's their problem. Now make this guy admin so no one else gets hurt. You know, I'm putting my life on the line for you, pal. Glenn, this guy means business more than you realize. Now tell him you don't know my name. Heh. Paxton, how can you say that after all these years?
1: Paxton. Paxton?
3: Wait, 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 wait! Fritz, stop!
1: Say goodbye to your retirement fund, Mr. Glenn. (sighs) Dang it!
3: Yeah, hi, Citibank. This is Glenn. Uh, that's G-L-E... Uh, hang on a sec. Earl? Earl, are you there? I'm here. Earl, they just took down another hostage. What are we going to do? Uh, we got to leave the breakout room. Have me talk to them. we Will do. <laughs> What's that? I don't know, it it sounds like it came from upstairs actually. It, hang on a sec. Fritz, are you alright?
1: <clears throat> I'm fine. I just stubbed my toe on the desk. It's not important. Now Paxton. Are you ready to play nice or Hang on a second. Those off-white
3: walls? That stuccoed ceiling? Those loosely hinged windows that don't quite close properly? Fritz, you're in a UTC apartment! i uh, there's nowhere to prove that. Yes, there is, actually. I see the Regal Theater and the Tender Greens right outside your window. And what about it? Stay right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fritz! Paxton, I... how did you know I was... Were you my upstairs neighbor this whole time? Apparently.
3: How did neither of us know each other? Irvine is a fairly asocial community. That's... that's fair. Great Wi-Fi, by the way. Looks like you shelled out for the expensive service. Thanks for sharing. You were the one using up all my bandwidth! That's right. Now tell me. Why'd you do it, Fritz? If you wanted all our financial
1: information, you could have done it without taking us hostage. It was about the money, Paxton, but not your money. What is he talking about? You see, I've always wanted to be a disc jockey, playing my favorite genre to the masses. German disco? How cliche. No, yodel wave. It's classical Norwegian yodeling with, like, chill, low-key electronic elements. Like, super beachy. It's tight. Not that it matters anymore. So why didn't you just apply to volunteer at
3: KUCI?
1: There's no money in it. I take over the station airwaves, I run my own ship, then the money comes pouring in. Money?
2: It's public radio, dude. Like, basically all of the station's revenue comes from
1: donations. (laughs) And you think the public wouldn't love what I have to offer so much that they wouldn't shower me in riches? I'm literally 100% positive. No matter. Paxton, you've dug your own grave. I'm preparing to leak your information as we speak. What was it you said to me before? Yippee-ki-yay. (laughs) Darkus (laughs) McClarkus. Hey, Fritz.
3: Have a nice trip. See you next fall. What?
2: Did you just push a man to his death, Paxton?
3: Uh, well, I tried to. Not quite to his death, it doesn't look like.
1: You pushed me out a second story window into a hedge.
3: Yeah, he's fine.
1: Not really, actually. I think I may have broken my arm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely broke my arm.
3: How's it going, boy? Cat's out of the bag, Earl. My name's Paxton. Oh, sure. Everything all good now, Paxton? Yeah, no thanks to you. Well, yeah, you invited an NSA agent onto a Zoom call. I don't really know what you expected me to do. Uh, Well, I guess you could call an ambulance for this guy? Yeah, that's not really within my jurisdiction. You're gonna have to handle that yourself. What good are you? Not at all. Have a nice day. Well, that was a mess. That it was, Justin. That it was. Although, come to think of it, I guess I could have just booted Fritz this entire time. Well, I guess that solution was pretty simple after all. Not my finest hour. Whatever. So, do we keep the party going, guys? Does anyone want to stay on this call anymore? Alright. Let's call it here, then, I guess. Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is a very, very special, uh, festive Christmas episode of, well, non denominational holiday episode of uh, uh, socially distanced. I almost said half past five. That's two weeks in a row. I've nearly done that. <laughs> um, but but y- you know the drill by now. This is a show where we talk about uh, media and TV and video games and whatnot through an analytic perspective that typically ties in to the sort of state of the world and quarantine life right now. Um, and it's you know it's a hoot and a holler. Uh, this is Christmas afternoon that this is airing. I, I, I mean, if we didn't have high listenership, uh, on normal days, I, am certainly not optimistic now, but you know, for all two of you listening, I hope you enjoy, uh, I'm one of your two co-hosts Paxton, Wright. with me as always, uh, is Justin Kiever. How you doing, Justin?
2: I'm doing good on this, uh, Christmas day that we are not
3: recording this, but you, the listener are hearing it you know the tw- the tw- it's the 23rd you know i'm wearing a sweater i feel i feel pretty festive at this point so i mean like it, it, i think these days you know it, you just uh i i've been saying like i'm not uh i i christmas is my favorite holiday i love christmas but uh you know it, it like as i've gotten older it's become less of a priority like it's just you know you see family and you wear red and you eat cookies and you drink nog like it's it's pleasant but that's about the long and short of it um i've never been a fan of christmas music yada yada But in this dreary, dreary hell year, uh, that has changed. And like, as of what was it? November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, I have like force fed joy into my body. Like (laughs) I have just like had an Ivy of joy going into my veins so like uh, nothing but christmas music nothing but christmas specials and movies and whatnot i was like i just need to feel like a kid again right now <laughs> and uh, and thus far it's worked uh, december 2020 has been uh personally better than 80 percent of 2020 so i'll take it
2: yeah hey you know what if the christmas music is doing the job who, who's to judge
3: exactly exactly uh, but yeah, so we're, we, we're doing kind of a, a loose episode as opposed to our always you know, very professional and structured episodes <laughs> that, we, that we typically do. We like to run a tight ship here normally, but because it's Christmas uh, and because we had that um, delightful, I guess, little sketch that I, that I put together that you just heard in the last half hour... You know we're gonna we're gonna keep this one kind of brief today and just uh we're gonna skip news and just go straight into our segment feast in the weast holiday edition hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. this is where i'm inserting more as long as you drown out my impromptu jam there oh Uh, that's that's staying in there are you insane no (laughs) no it's gonna be a gonna be a horrible clash um but it is (laughs) it is what it is uh but but yeah um so we're we're just gonna get straight into uh holiday specials that we enjoy uh that we we can analyze and and whatnot the usual anyway uh i guess because it's sort of an elephant in the room um, because we just spent the last half hour kind of aping on it. Um, I will say I won't get too much into it because it's not really the one I want to talk about today, but I will say Die Hard is a classic for me. Um, my friend Joe and I, since we were in the sixth grade um, when we first met, uh, we have had a, an annual tradition that we have never missed. We're in, on, uh, we're in a few days before Christmas we will get together and watch Die Hard and order the big dinner, a big dinner box from Pizza Hut, which is an egregious, unholy amount of food for two people to share. Um, and we do, we've done it every year since, since sixth grade. And, uh, uh, you know, that is, a, that is a tradition we have long upheld. And thus Die Hard is very important to me because I hold a lot of sentimental memories and a lot of uh, really, really, without getting too crass, terrible mornings uh, in my bathroom um, the <laughs> following day. Uh, but but it's it's an important tradition and it's one I, I hope never dies. So that that is as much what I have to say about Die Hard.
2: You know, frankly, I can't imagine a Christmas ritual more beautiful than that. No,
3: no, it, it, it really isn't. And you know, like it, it, it was, it was inspired by the back in what 2007 or 2008, whenever that was, we were in sixth grade. Um, you know, it was much more in vogue and much more funny and mo- much more, you know, quote unquote counterculture to like have the debate of like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, it is. Like what? That's a controversial take like but now the that's that whole conversation is so obnoxious and it's like i i don't okay don't watch it on christmas then dude i don't care like this is not this this debate stopped being funny a decade ago so i I mean like we're not even going to touch on that one because frankly i think it's incredibly tired uh
2: yeah i mean yes like i've got nothing to say about that i mean i think that like what you're the experience you're describing, I think gets it like what, you know, like I, I I am not a terribly religious man, but you know, Christmas, uh, or really just like this season more than anything else. And like Christmas kind of ends up being the, the name around which my family kind of like tends to rally around year to year, but it's, you know, for me, somewhat arbitrary, like, it's more about, you know, it's about the rituals and like the rituals can take any form. And I mean, so for me, like anything, for me anything can be a christmas movie if it or if it kind of initiates a ritual like that and die hard even more so because blah, blah, it, whatever I, i'm i'm now dipping a little too close and in getting into the debate but anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to validate
3: um your opinion and move on my my opinion is valid justin and, and thank you for for being my rock here um oh, but always <laughs> but uh you are the wind beneath my wings um but uh, is Beaches a Christmas movie? That's a discussion for another day. Um, <laughs> but but no, the, the main the main uh, uh, special I really wanted to talk about today is one that, again, probably has been talked about to death. There are more obscure holiday specials that I do love. Um, I love the uh, Chrismica episode of The O.C. I love... Uh, uh, the johnny bravo christmas special from like 2003 which is criminally underrated that is a great great special Um, there's some really good ones out there but i'm going to talk about the one that's been talked about for half a century now um to death because it's so good and that is a charlie brown christmas uh justin you are familiar with and a fan of a charlie brown christmas correct oh yes i am a fan of apple tv Plus's charlie (sighs) brown christmas that was that was the hardest part about watching it this year because i watched it on cable because there was such a because you know it was originally going to be an apple tv plus exclusive and then people got up in arms and they aired it on pbs this year but not without that that presented to you with no commercial interruption by apple tv plus right at the beginning before charlie brown ends up going to tell us why uh turning christmas into like a corporate affair is is immoral and it's like oh this just feels like the bad guys won okay <laughs> but, well that,
2: that's that's the lesson of this year paxton they did
3: <laughs> uh. oh it's only gonna get better from here um <laughs> uh but but yeah i mean beyond that little uh, uh touch of cynicism there no i i charlie brown christmas has always been my favorite and it's always been along with Die Hard, the one i refuse to miss every year um since i was a little kid um and it's it's one of those rare it's one of those rare pieces out there where every single detail uh including and to some extent especially its imperfections only make it more perfect if that makes sense do you know what i mean uh maybe i need you to explain I think in terms of like, so I think one of the the things I love the most is because it it has this feeling of like, you know, it was sort of cheaply produced, uh, uh you know, um, little twenty minute animated special that was put out by I believe ABC originally that the network execs thought was terrible uh, CBS CBS excuse me um, that the network execs execs thought was terrible at the time um, and basically just wanted to. Shoe out on the TV, make a quick buck on it, and then just kind of uh, leave it in the dust, uh, and and it ends up sort of. I think it was the it was sort of like the gorilla nature almost of the animation of the voice acting, which used real children, really good children, voice actors, which is a rarity. Um, and the fact that the animation is very janky, it has a lot of inconsistencies. It has a lot of like kind of just missing keyframes through a lot of it. Um, it is, it is not, it is not the cleanest. It's not Chuck Jones. Um, but all of that only goes to sort of, emphasize the whole point of it even more is that like christmas should not be about um cynicism and uh and and greed generally and christmas should be about like the the idea of the holiday season should be about um the the effort and the the relationships uh and and the um uh, yeah just the 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 in the pure intentions are sort of what that that special um urges and also laments a an increasing lack of in the season um and so i think yeah you because you have like the perfect metaphor of the tree which you know the the you know charlie gets the charlie gets the worst tree in the lot because he sees a sort of special almost kinship with it because it is it is you know it's it's grimy, it's sort of falling apart, it's brittle. Um, but it it's can't it can't take the weight of a single like hanging uh, hanging bulb. Exactly. And and it's uh and, and but it is still at the end of the day, like it is the tree that all the characters rally around, it is the tree that all the characters spruce up and end up, uh, you know, singing around at the very end. And it's like it is this imperfect little thing that does not conform to like the picturesque idea that you know tv and and these kinds of specials typically put in our heads about christmas uh and thus i think like i think that that sort of cheap animation and that that sort of um that atypical voice acting i i think it all goes to serve the specials message even more like if that if that makes sense
2: yeah, absolutely. You're saying that the special is the tree that the um, that the jankiness of the special basically like lets the special itself formally identify itself with the janky tree that uh, Charlie Brown sees value in. Yeah, I see that.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think like I think there is uh, there is such a charm to just Charlie Brown in general. I've, I've Charlie Brown is a uh, is a is a franchise that I've always loved and Peanuts in general because it is just like this little slice of life and like all these characters who like, though they kind of are all one note and kind of all like have their like quote unquote quirk. They all feel kind of like real people you encounter in the world, but like sort of quiet caricatures of them a little bit. And Charlie Brown is just kind of this sad sack depressed child who just sort of navigates this weird confounding world of like, Unnecessary conflict and is just sort of confused and ho hum about the whole thing, and just again, just sort of like yearns for uh, for like sincere interaction with people. Which, like, because even like there's the, the great scene at the beginning when um, you know, his sister Sally walks up to him and she reads him her Christmas list where she's asking for just like, she's asking for just absurd, she wants a pony and money and charlie's just like oh god even my baby sister and runs away and it's just like and it's like yeah the humor is hokey and yeah the like it feels very much like a relic of a bygone era when children interacted very differently but it's still at at its core it's so human and i think that's what and also just like i don't even get me started on that whole soundtrack by vince the vince garaldi trio which to me is the like ultimate s-tier christmas music it is as someone who again typically doesn't really enjoy christmas music that much it is the album i will listen to without fail every year and love it
2: uh yeah no i agree like that is that is like for me one of the only acceptable sounds of christmas you know like there is a i don't know like i don't want to say a a a melancholy to it because it's not really melancholy but there there is a sort of like there's an elegance to it that just like really is lacking in like poppy Christmas music. And yeah, I mean, the thing, I mean, the thing about Charlie Brown as a character that I find um, consistently endearing, and I'm not the first person to say this by any means is that, yeah, like, like Charlie Brown never wins, you know, he never kicks the football <laughs> and that um, and the fact that what, Charlie Brown the character kind of you know outside of like the the various sorts of like topical political commentary things that kind of like you know were very much of its time like in the peanut strips like in like the in the animated adaptations like what you get with a lot of like Charlie Brown stories is you know Charlie Brown failing to do something or yeah like being very put upon and it's never it's never resolved cleanly you know like even in even in I think uh, you know Charlie charlie brown christmas which is you know which has a a fairly sappy ending like it's not you know like charlie brown doesn't get like magically like undepressed you know it feels more like a kind of like a rallying around uh this idea of having a genuine moment and it feels much more like a Like a moment than it does, a kind of like a narrative arc satisfaction, if that makes sense.
3: No, completely. And there's, yeah, there's no indication that the other characters, that uh, Lucy and Sally and the others, like have really learned their lesson at all. It's more a matter of, yes, sympathy for Charlie and also a, yeah, and also like a yearning for that specific moment. But at the end of the day, Sally's probably not going to change her christmas list to be like don't don't bother santa just whatever you can get me like that christmas list is going to still say i want a pony and money
2: yeah no it's a like the thing is like i and again i haven't actually watched it this year yet um so maybe i'm misremembering but like my sense of my memories of it like watching it you know a million times as a or at least you know at least 20 times in my life which is more than i've watched most things is that yeah like the characters don't really like they don't change fundamentally you know like there's no um like yeah like 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 you're saying like exactly like you're saying like there's not like a big shift in any of like uh you know in lucy or sally or whoever it's just that like there is a kind of there's like a recognition that happens and you get like a sort of yeah, that, that leads to a nice moment and not, you know, like a, cor- like a lesson learned, strictly speaking. Even though, you know, it is very, like, and I do want to say, like, it's a very didactic special. It's also really a very religious special. I mean, like, the, the big yeah. climax is, you know, Linus's kind of, uh, you know, is Linus's moment where he's reciting the Annunciation to the Shepherds. Like, that is that is that special's big moment but i think the a thing that really works for me about it as someone who is not terribly religious is that like that like that is sort of the big climax but that's not the i don't think that like you know completely closes off other like more kind of secular ways of receiving the like the final moments you know like of like receiving like the um seeing the beauty in the like janky tree
3: uh, yeah because i mean well because the the special I, i'm not sure if charles schultz was a religious man or not um i'm not sure what his affiliation i would have to assume based on that special that he was but there is no mood in that special of like all right that's it everyone go get baptized now it doesn't it doesn't seem to like be the um encroaching or are or like forcing any sort of belief system on its viewers the use of the religious overtones are are less about like a celebration of faith and more about a like celebration of lessons from the bible it's a it's a celebration about like oh christmas it came about because of like this beautiful moment of a child being born like in this very unconventional sense. And like, you know, it's, it's not the most ceremonious moment aesthetically, I guess, but it is a very ceremonious and human moment. And it is, I think that's like one of those that's one of those like things about like Christianity is like all the in religion in general is like all the ways it can be read it you know you it can be read as a literal text it can be read as a just a series of fictional stories with you know by and large good lessons to be taken from it um but uh but yeah I think that is like that's why the religious the religious elements as someone who also is not uh particularly religious um uh still work for me when I watch the special
2: yeah I think something that really um like if I had to kind of like try and name what really like why the special still works for me is like things that we kind of know about like Christmas and kind of like the idea of like winter holidays now is that you know like Christmas is like you know placed on the 25th like partially due to a kind of just like Partially just you know, it's the co-optation of like pagan holidays, a lot of like the, the, the fact that like winter holidays are a thing has to do with like, uh, has to do with uh, harvests, you know, and the fact that like, you couldn't do as much work in the winter. So, you know, like that what you do in the winter, like you sort of like you place the holidays there kind of strategically. Um, you play, you place these rituals kind of like, you know, at this time where like, you know, like the labor of like agricultural production can actually be done. So there's, you know, all of this kind of, you know, stuff that sort of makes Christmas as a holiday, like, you know, not, you know, like not this kind of like pure Christian tradition, but nonetheless, like it becomes, you know, it, it is both this sort of moment of family togetherness and also this like, you know, commercial spectacle and, the the Charlie Brown Christmas special takes on the commercial spectacle. And for me, like the, the, the big, like kind of like, you know, religious Linus moment, like it feels like a kind of like a naming of an avenue of finding something genuine within consumer society. And I think it is like, and I receive that. And again, maybe this is just, you know, like me, giving too much to a a bit of you know media that's been like it has actually been deeply important through you know most of my life it is that yeah like it's it is one avenue for sort of like finding something genuine within the this kind of like deeply commercial you know social structure in which we you know that we find ourselves thrown into and because we're always looking for some look like, we're always hunting for something genuine within that At all, you know, at all times of the year, and yeah, I I think the Charlie Brown Christmas special, in a you know, kind of art, it just it gives voice to that struggle, you know, through the story about Christmas, and I and I find that quite moving. I don't know.
3: No, I and I think so, and I think the fact that there is there's no like celebration of the icons of Christmas that we associate, you know, with the the consumerist elements of there's no, there's no real discussion. There's not much of a discussion about Santa Claus. It doesn't, it doesn't like uh, condemn the act of giving gifts. It like condemns the greed associated or like the greed and just like more, more, moreness associated with gift giving at Christmas time. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting and it's one that like i think one of the strangest and like i don't want to get dark with it but i think one of the strangest and most like uh uh uh, tragic elements of it is it is a special that so many people uh adore and and watch every year and the message rings so true with them myself included but at the end of the day still going to spend a lot of money on Christmas. They're still going to want a lot of stuff on Christmas. Like, and again, myself included, like you can't really get yourself out of that vicious cycle because we have, you know, sort of been forced into it, whether or not by our own free will, who knows, but you can't really not participate in consumerism. And again, that's like, even, even the fact that, yeah, the special is included with a footnote of like presented to you by Apple TV it is like uh, yeah we're we're stuck in it and we can uh love and appreciate the i the message this special tried to send but like charlie brown's pessimism makes more sense in hindsight now (laughs) like charlie brown yearns for more sincerity in christmas but he knows he's not going to get it um and yeah so i think it's yeah again i don't like it it's it's christmas today technically for those people listening and like charlie brown's christmas is like a a sweet and heartwarming special and i don't want to bog it down in this like sad lament of like a a loss of soul in this time of year but like i think it's important to note that still yeah
2: no i mean i agree and like yeah yeah i too don't want to get too dark with it but yeah no i mean you know, and, and before before charlie brown christmas was owned by apple it was owned by cbs and then owned by abc you know like so it was always it was always there it was, it was always commodity, there yeah yeah exactly you know and yeah you know i i spent too much on christmas uh this year and i'm probably gonna do it next year you know got gonna get them gift cards and <laughs> email them to people mm-hmm. um but that's kind of the thing, you know. Like, you know, media is important to us here at socially distanced. But, you know, like, watching a thing doesn't change your life. You know, like, it can, you know, it shit sh- like it, it creates shifts, perhaps. You know, like it and it provides moments of reflection, and, but yeah, no, like watching. You know, we cannot all be like Charlie Brown. Like, we don't have the kind of material capability to kind of like to try and. Remove ourselves from you know consumerism entirely,
3: right? We we can. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, but like yeah, like you know, plenty of you know top one ten percenters watched Parasite last year and were moved by it, but not a one of them donated all their money to Doctors Without Borders and went off the grid and moved to the woods. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you're you know you can you can take to heart a message without fundamentally changing it, which is not a great thing but it's you have to participate in society you can't just you can't just uh, abandon your social standing and circle so it's a it's a weird cyclical thing to be a part of you know
2: yeah and so i mean like the thing that i would hope i guess would be you know inspired by the charlie brown christmas special look for the most genuine moments you can today and then tomorrow do what you can and you know tomorrow the next day the next day do what you can to kind of
3: shift society in that in that direction sort of living more in the moment and not taking things for granted um which is you know something that's uh, again as someone in who participates in Western civilization is really hard to do. But, um, you know, I think especially just in a very gloomy year at this time that is supposed to be cheery with a still plenty of gloom going on outside, like to recognize your privilege, recognize your, your standing and enjoy and revel in those moments while also still trying to do something good and beneficial, trying to do the right thing, trying to live in the moment and trying to savor all the connections and relationships that we have just like this one with you and me and all the lovely listeners out there. (laughs) We're all in this together, guys. We are actually
2: (laughs) like, that is the thing, you know, um, if, yeah, like if you're listening out there, and even if we don't know your name you know we are in this
3: together yeah in a very real way yeah well that was uh that that was a that was a a hoot um thank you all (laughs) thank you all for listening uh this has been socially distanced we will see you next week happy holidays and continue to stay safe and healthy
2: yep happy holidays
3: everyone all right take care